The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, were your faith the size of a mustard seed? You could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Which of you, with a servant plowing or minding sheep, would say to him when he returned from the fields, come and have your meal immediately? Would he not be more likely to say, get my supper laid? Make yourself tidy and wait on me while I eat and drink. You can eat and drink yourself afterwards. Must he be grateful to the servant for doing what he was told? So with you, when you have done all you have been told to do, say, we are merely servants. We have done no more than our duty. The Gospel of the Lord. The readings today remind me of two main things, and they sort of go together as one thing, but in, in short, it's the extraordinary littleness of our faith. It's so, so small, like a mustard seed, as Jesus says, and that's not the only time he says that. He mentions this idea of the mustard seed uh, in, in Luke's gospel, as we just heard, in Matthew's gospel, just after the disciples have failed to expel a demon out of a possessed person, and they say, why can't we do this? And Jesus says, you don't have enough faith. But then he adds, if your faith was like a mustard seed, you could say to the mountain, move, and it'll move. It's a very ironic, strange, strange thing that God's inviting us into. A kind of intensely powerful and yet minuscule thing that we call faith. And finally, in Mark's gospel, he's not speaking about faith directly, but he says, what can we compare the kingdom of God to? It's like a mustard seed, the smallest of the seeds, and yet when it germinates, it bursts into a tree so lavish that all the birds of the air can nestle in it. These are the images that Jesus puts in our mind as we battle with our faith and the fact that our faith can at times seem so small. Anyway, there's that. But then alongside that, what I see is the contours and the different colors of the spiritual life. And part of the spiritual life is this thing we call lament, prayers of sorrow, Prayers of anguish, even prayers that seem to accuse God. I mean, it's not the best thing to do, obviously, but it's, it's in our scriptures. So obviously it belongs in the, in the kind of rainbow or the compendium of the spiritual life. Here again, these words from Habakkuk, this very obscure prophet, minor prophet from the 7th century BC. How long, Lord, am I to cry for help while you will not listen? to cry oppression in your ear, and you will not save. Why do you set injustice before me? Why do you look on where there is tyranny? And on and on he goes, making his case. He's saying, God, this is not okay. Are you God of us or not? In a way, at different times in our lives, this might be all of our prayer when we're genuinely caught in the thicket of life and there's nothing but darkness. I think, God, please show yourself to be God because I'm at breaking point here. Uh, we call this the dark night of the soul, and really, many of the saints experienced it. Think of Teresa of Calcutta. When she finally realized her vocation, she's finally with the poorest of the poor, and suddenly the absence of God becomes very, very profoundly uh, experienced by her. Dark, dark night. 
We all go through this because it's part of the mystery of the cross. And faith belongs here as well. What is faith? What is it that the disciples are asking for? What is it that perhaps we ask for from time to time? It's like a mustard seed. I'd like to suggest that faith, as, as we explored this morning, and I want to I pass through these ideas quickly because I want to read a, a passage here from the Catechism. But faith is not just straining to believe. Faith is not like placebo, you know? Think, think as hard as you can and fix your mind on that as hard as you can and it'll happen. No, it's not an act of determining what the universe does for me. <laughs> it's anything but that. Faith, we hear, is a gift from God. He gives us this gift. He gives it to raise the faculties that we already have. All of us here have the gift of reason. We have an intellect and a will. We have the ability to kind of survey our surroundings. Faith is a, a light, if you like, that illuminates those faculties we already have. That's why I wore this chasuble. Because faith is like a tiny light. And light is, is intrinsically more powerful than the darkness. If you've got a room that's dark and you light a tiny candle, the, light retre- the dark retreats, it runs away. Faith is like that for us. The Pope, uh, Pope Francis, he wrote this document, Lumen Fide, the light of faith. It's a beautiful, very short document on the light of faith in our lives, which is the light of Christ. It illuminates everything. Let's us see beyond the limits of our own uh, intelligence. I love Bishop Barron's definition of faith. He says, we often think of faith as the opposite of reason. You know, here's what intelligence tells me, but faith tells me go that way. No, <laughs> this is not faith either. Barron says, faith is a leap on the far side of reason. Every... Uh, Every genius that I have that tells me, my gut, my intuition, my, my memories, everything kind of positions me to leap this way, but I am leaping into the dark. So essentially, at the end of my musing, I make a leap of faith, but it's, it's, a, it's a perfectly reasonable leap because it's coherent with every other thought I've had. It makes perfect sense. Think of... Um, Teresa of Lisieux, the feast we just had, and her famous little way. Teresa of, um, of, of, of the Carmel, she was, she was a very simple saint, you know, and she confessed this. She said, I'm not one of those spiritual giants who can stay in adoration for countless hours and write big copious works of theology. I'm a little flower in the garden of God. But she said, if I can simply raise my hands and say to my father, Raise me up. She gets lifted higher than all the giants of our faith, Aquinas, Teresa of Avila, uh, Bonaventure, all these huge intellectual saints in our tradition. No, Therese figured it out. Faith allows this kind of radical ascent into the embrace of God, into the mind of God. Uh, We're now in October, which is the month of the rosary. Can I ask... Is there anyone who hangs a rosary on their review mirror in their car? There's nothing wrong with doing this. But if you do, I'd encourage you at some point throughout the month to take it down and to rifle it through your fingers as you come under the mantle of Mary. It's a little thing to do. A little like a mustard seed, but I think it will reap dividends because we have a spiritual family and we are nestled gently in there. God so desires it to be that way. 
Okay, well, the last thought I wanted to give to us as we try and receive what has already been given, it's the irony of the spiritual life, is that God has already given us everything we could possibly ask for. But here we are, in a way, asking for faith, expecting an increase of faith. The thought I had is that if faith were a big thing, if it were a kind of like, you know, pretend it's like a, a block. Well, have you ever tried to fit a block through a, through a cavity that it just can't fit in? Like nothing could be more frustrating. <laughs> um, the faith doesn't fit. Jesus says no, because that's not what faith is. Think of your most... Uh, transient thoughts, your most like non un, insignificant concerns throughout the day. Think of the tiny words that you've said to people passing by, words that you didn't even think, they just came out of your mouth. Think of the, the smallest details in your life. Jesus is telling us that our faith is not reserved for those massive projects that we embark on sure it can inform them but no jesus is saying faith (laughs) there's nowhere that this small mustard seed can't be placed and have ample room to to find the deepest place and to germinate there our smallest thoughts our smallest concerns our smallest emotions of every color joy sorrow pain doubt uh, envy, even the dark emotions we're scared of. The mustard seed of faith belongs there. And in fact, God has already planted it. Think of the sower scattering just everywhere. Even on the rocky path, even where the birds are going to eat it. This seed is in superabundance all over us. If I could ask you to close your eyes for a second. I'm not going to read this portion because I've already spoken too long. <laughs> but just close your eyes for a second and think of your interior life if your mind was silent if your heart was silent perfectly serene like an undisturbed lake there's not a single ripple on there but it's just at peace and this beautiful wonderful precious gift that God gives is thrown there where does it fall down to down, down, deep, down into the tiny cavities we never even knew existed. Receive the gift of faith again and let it grow.